The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed, and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals, and the music industry past, present and future. This week is the third episode of our sort of mini-series, I guess. We've done albums that turned 30 this year, we've done albums that turned 20 this year. This episode, we are doing albums that turn 10 years old this year so albums that were released in 2013 and there were some big albums that i had never heard of so uh we'll get going very soon but uh as always i am adam and i'm here with simon how you doing man hello sir how are you hello yeah very well thank you yeah doing all right i'm excited about this episode well you know all of them have been like ramping up like last, you, obviously, last time we covered 2003, which was great. But yeah, 2013, wow. Some absolute bangers in 2013. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, excited to talk about them. Well, before we go into that, how has your last couple of weeks been? Uh, yeah, good. Really good. Um, Yeah, not been doing too much, really. I'm sure we'll get to the weekend that we just had in a bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, just working, doing a lot of driving for work at the moment, been all over the country. I mean, I mean, I was in Southampton, obviously at the beginning of the week, I'm in Bristol tomorrow, then I'm in Ealing on Friday. <laughs> and then last week I was God knows where Reading and all sorts of places. So yeah, do a lot of driving for work at the moment. Um, but a lot of early night, early mornings getting up, going to the gym and obviously it's got dark now, which is weird. Yeah. So I go to work or the gym and it's dark and then I come home and it's dark but I like it I like winter I'm a winter guy I can't wait to bust out the um woolly hats and scarves so yeah I'm up for it how have ye been uh I yeah pretty much the same um not doing anything too exciting other like you said other than the weekend we've just had together um working I've got a week off after, well the, the week after this comes out so uh, yeah I got a week off Nice. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm knackered. But yeah, I, I usually try and book as close to Christmas off as I can, so I get a bit of a break leading up to Christmas before the Christmas rush. Yeah, I guess your job busy gets period. obviously crazy when it comes to Christmas, so that's perfectly understandable. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I don't know how I I feel a little bit bad about it, uh, but I have booked a week off when the kids aren't off. Uh, the kids are going to be in nursery and school, so I'll have the week off to myself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I should have been booking weeks off to help with, like, obviously look after them over the school holidays and everything. But, um, no, I thought I need a week off before Christmas because I'll be knackered. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I have a few things on my to-do list already, which we'll go into. Oh, I'll go into that now. Okay, go on. Uh, because you could help me a little bit um, okay. after something you've just said. So, uh, a lot of you will know we have been trying to get somebody from the download team on, um, on for an interview, on for a chat. We thought we were making a bit of progress. I sent an email, another email off a couple of days ago. Haven't heard anything back yet. But 
speaking of emails, next week I am going to fire off a few emails. Because um, we, we were talking at the weekend and uh, I thought, why don't we see if anybody wants us to turn on their Christmas lights? <laughs> um, I know there's okay. a place called Rock. We could ask them. Can um, we just not like just go to someone's house and turn on their Christmas lights? Technically, <laughs> like we could make it like a massive thing, you know, like the old days, like you know, like oh, ladies and gentlemen, in whoever's house, it's Simon and Adam from the Dear Download podcast, and we just we we just plug the lights in and just flick the switch, and we go. Way! <laughs> we could do that. We, I mean. It's a long time between now and Christmas, so we could do lots of Christmas light turn-ons. <laughs> yeah, if you want um, us to, if we don't get anywhere to do it, <laughs> if you're listening to this and we can get to your house, uh, <laughs> we are willing to come and switch on your Christmas lights as long as we can film it. Yeah, and for petrol money. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a rider too, I think, some beer. So, some beer uh, an rider. American football helmet full of... Uh, Cottage cheese, that's my Cottage one. Cottage cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. But yeah, no, I was thinking, like I said, I know I've been to a place called Rock and I was I was doing the, the rock hands going through into the village. I think it was down in, like, in Cornwall or somewhere. Uh, there's a place called Beer near me. I might email them. Um, so yeah, any any place, there, there might be a town called Dickinson or something. Well, I'll find lots of places to email and say, Oh, please, let's do this it. This is who we are. You want us to come and <laughs> turn your Christmas lights on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, feeling that we'll, we'll do houses as well. That's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we'll do houses anyway. Like a, the way you can help me, sorry, I, I went a long way around to get to this. Go on. Um, just, just, just keep an eye out for signs for places like towns and everything. Okay. Uh, when, when, you, when you're going to drive to, like, say, Southampton, go down like the a roads and go and through have as a many look. towns as you can okay make a day of it go down a day earlier and just okay. go through those towns trying to find places that we can i'm up for it uh, yeah because well obviously google I, go- <laughs> I could just google it uh, <laughs> but no <laughs> i i was using that as a good segue for myself anyway anyway um the weekend was fantastic wasn't it very good i had a lot of fun we done a lot of drinking <laughs> and yeah done a lot of stuff it was very good very nice yeah so we we went to bournemouth at the weekend uh to see in search of sun who were playing at the anvil on the sunday night but we went down on the saturday night stayed at hotel celebrity um <laughs> <laughs> a really weird hotel that i picked i thought oh this would be fun they've got loads of like themed rooms of celebrities and stuff and i was like well that'll be fun won't it like you know they'll they'll do some crazy stuff so we went in, we got the Elvis room, which I was really excited about, opened yeah. the door, and it was just a normal hotel room with pictures of Elvis <laughs> everywhere. Like, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was still hilarious. Um, it was really good. And yeah, all the rooms were themed and the interesting, like the hotel itself was quite interesting. Had loads of like weird figures and models and pictures and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it, was an, it was an interesting place to stay, a little bit cooler than staying in just like a normal hotel. So yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. A uh, bit of a gimmick, because like you said, it, it it did just feel like a travel lodge or a holiday inn or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just but, put stuff yeah. on the walls and go, oh, look, this is different. Yeah, I like that, though. And they had like red carpet yeah. as you walk in and like, you yeah. know, they tried to make it just a little bit different to other. I can see why people book it, because, you know, they might just really like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and they want to book the Arnie room. But I did say to you that they missed the trick because I booked it under Simon Bond. And they didn't give us any of the James Bond rooms, which is, no. <laughs> yeah, they missed the trick with that one. Yeah. Um, 
wonder if there's anything, any rooms related to cocks. Definitely. Um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, James Corden. They didn't give us a James Corden room either because my <laughs> name is Cox. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Here we go. I, oh, my God. Uh, right. It's going to be a long night again, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. We went down on Saturday. We went out for a little bit on the Saturday, didn't we? You, you, you said you were going to vlog it. I didn't see you filming that much. I um, vlogged everything, dude. Did did you? That's the video that's going to be coming out this week. How did you not know that? You'll see the back of my head a lot because he was probably filming a lot when no, I was I done it. Then. I just I do it so naturally now that you don't yeah. even notice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've I vlogged everything the whole weekend. I don't understand how he didn't see me filming as I filmed everything that we did. So I I, I did. I saw you filming like only about three or four times. I was like. <laughs> I'm just good at doing shorts. it, I think. YouTube shorts, this one, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's still going to be a proper vlog, so yeah. So that'll be awesome. out by the time this comes out. So if you actually want to know what me and Adam got up to at the weekend, go and check out my Bournemouth vlog because it's got me and Adam's trip to Bournemouth. In it. Awesome. Um, yeah, so like I said, we went out Saturday night. That was really cool. You'll see all of that on, on the vlog then. And then Sunday, In Search of Sun. And they were they were touring with Scarlet Riot, weren't they? Who, yeah. who I, I thought quite good. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool gig. Not su- not too sure about the Anvil. My my ears were really hurting after a few songs of Scarlet Riot. So yeah, it's a small little earplugs. venue with one of those rooms where the sound just bounces around. But when yeah. uh, In Search of Summer on, it sounded really really good. Yeah. Um, and it was you know, you know they're very good friends of mine, so it was good to just see them hang out and for yeah. Adam to meet them properly. Obviously, he's met Leader. You guys will know we've had Leader on the show a few times, um, singer from In Search of Sun. But yeah, it was just nice for him to meet everyone and. Yeah, they're really cool dudes, and it was their last show of the tour, so they were happy and sad at the same time. So yeah, a lot of mixed yeah. feelings. But it was a wicked night, and they were really, really good. And they've just announced another tour for next year. So yeah, um, they have. Yeah. I'll definitely be getting to a few shows of that. Hundred percent, the Bristol one. I'll be going to. Yeah, definitely. What's that? As the eighth or ninth of May, I think, isn't it? Yeah, something yeah, like that. So, I think. Yeah, I think it's the day before Vicky's birthday's on the tenth on on the eighth. So it's. Um, <clears> I think it's the day after or something. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely be getting to that one as well. Probably bring Kelly along for it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I that was really cool. I can't I, I can't believe we went all the way to Bournemouth to a gig. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean it it pissed down the entire time. Oh, I was like, it, should we take Adam yeah. to the you know, the really cool pier or you know the the beautiful sand of Bournemouth because it is actually one of the nicest beaches on the south coast. And we did not go anywhere near the sea the entire time because yeah. it was just <laughs> absolutely chucking it down when we were there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, all weekend, right? and just driving down, it was just floods Hammer. everywhere. Yeah, We're driving in in the middle of the road quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, so sometimes I had to sort of go completely to the other side of the road to miss the uh, <laughs> the flood. But and then uh, when we got there, happened. everywhere was just flooded, wasn't it? It was just constant yeah. puddles, and we were just avoiding the rain the whole time. But we got away with it. We didn't get soaking wet really at any point. So, and on the Saturday yeah. night, it kind of calmed down a little bit, so we were right. Yeah. But yeah, that was really cool. Uh, if you if you want to see more, then go and watch Simon's vlog, Simon Bond on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you would know that by now, but uh, <laughs> just to reiterate, um, what else? Anything else? There's no else, no other news or new releases, is there? I listened no, to the Code Orange album today, and I'm not sure about it. Okay, um, that came out a couple of weeks ago, which I didn't get a chance to check out. So I checked that out today, and I thought, oh, okay, interesting, but I didn't have time to absorb it. So I think I'll absorb that one and um, yeah, yeah, get back to you on how I think it is. But from the first few listens, yeah, yeah it's not bad. Not bad. Okay. That's surprising. 
or interesting even maybe not surprising but it, it feels like you just absorb everything you listen to straight away well i only had a chance to listen to the first like five tracks oh, so okay. i was starting to sort of mold everything in my head um right <laughs> and then i had to stop listening so yeah yeah okay. i was busy doing other stuff and um yeah i like to you know absorb shit so, yeah yeah you do you you listen really well like so these episodes we're doing i've said a few times on and off the podcast but yeah like you seem to be able to hear every part of the track and analyze it usually on the first listen um i'm guessing maybe not necessarily so yeah a lot sometimes jump out some things jump out of me but sometimes i listen to an album for like a third time like how did i not notice (laughs) that before like where was my brain because i was probably concentrating on something else but i don't know i just seem to absorb music really well and i can separate things in my head from like drums and bass and stuff i don't know maybe it's a musician thing that we all have inside us where i learned to play from listening to stuff and sort of getting a feel for it and obviously like reading tabs and shit back in the day but i don't know i've just i just i can absorb sounds really well especially if it's with a in it within a genre where which where i know and i have history in i can sort of pick bits out which is why i like these episodes because i like to go through something and pick it apart and say oh that sounds like that that sounds like that oh that's a bit darker that's a bit you know whatever especially if i know yeah. the band because then i can separate it from the rest of the stuff in their like you know catalog yeah i really like these episodes as well i struggle a bit more than you though i think i i find them hard work but i still You've really said, like them you keep so, uh, saying this but i i think that is you know b word because you've been totally fine <laughs> and like i said to you before you bring up stuff and then i say i have that exact thing in my notes yeah. so i think you're doing yourself a, again we you you guys will all know from listening to this podcast i'm a i'm a glass half full guy he's a glass glass half empty guy and that is why we work so well together well, <laughs> because yeah. yeah that's a really good analogy <laughs> it's true though like you listen to any of our conversations that is i'm not saying that you're a negative person but when we me and you look at something I'm the half glass half full. You're the glass half empty, and together yeah. we sort of decide whether it's a quarter full, <laughs> or there's a little bit in it, or the glass is completely full, which which yeah. works. Cool. Well, um, well, on that note, should we get into it and see, and and you can see firsthand exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you have have you done the little thing about what's going on this year? Yes, Again. I have a few bits. I will take you back right now to the our our, our, our year in our Lord and Saviour of 2013. Um, uh, so just a few little bits to kind of give you, put yourself in that year. So obviously 10 years ago, so not that long ago, but it does, you know, list these albums. I'm like, I can't believe these albums came out 10 years ago. That is mind-blowing. I mean, I was literally, you know, living in London, getting on my business, just being me. Never thought that my life would change so much within 10 years. So it's crazy <laughs> to look back at these albums and think about what was happening when I was listening to them. Uh, but anyway, so let's go, just go through some random um, stuff to get you guys moved. So in 2013, uh, HMV went into administration for the first time ever. And if you remember, they closed. They had loads of stores everywhere and then they all closed and they have popped up in places now. But yeah. obviously at the time, they were a big, massive, uh, you know, sort of chain and with... Uh, 
you know music like things like spotify coming in and that cd sales started to go down it's when streaming platforms had really started to take hold so obviously yeah. sales of dvds blu-rays and stuff so they lost a lot so yeah that weirdly this was the year they went into administration after 90 years of trading so they've been going 90. for 90 years at this wow. point um which is incredible like i still love hmv it's super expensive but they always have cool stuff in there um yeah Barack obama was um inaugurated for his second term as the US president, um, which is pretty cool. Um, the King in the Car Park, which is a cool thing. It's a really good documentary as well. A skeleton, uh, thought to be that of King Richard III, was discovered under a car park in Leicester. And after tests, they realised, yes, it actually is King <laughs> Richard III's body. Um, that had turned up, they'd lost it, obviously, all this time. And they were just digging to dig out this car park and found King Richard III's body in Leicestershire, which is absolutely <laughs> mental. Um, but there's a really good Channel 4 documentary about them discovering it and trying to figure okay. out who it was and why it was there and what was there before because they had no idea where this body was, but it just turned up in this place. Then they realised that there was loads of other bodies and stuff. So yeah, it was actually a really, really good watch. Um, so Alex Ferguson retired as Manchester United manager, which is obviously a big deal to football fans because it's a bit of an end of an era. Um, and finally, Lost Profits frontman Ian Watkins pled guilty to uh, his offences. So, yeah, 2013. Jesus, that was a long time ago. Um, yeah. Movies-wise, it was actually a really, really good year for movies. There was tons of stuff. Um, Pacific Rim came out, which was a great film. Uh, Ender's Game, Iron Man 3, uh, the Wolverine, Man of Steel, um, Kick-Ass 2, Her, which is a really good um, sci-fi film, uh, Oblivion, Elysium, um, Wolf of Wall Street came out. Um, there was actually, this is the end. There was really loads of really, really good films yeah. in 2013. Like I could go on. There's like a list of about 50 really good films that came out in 2013. So yeah, not only was it a good year for music, there were some really, really good films out. I think I went to the cinema quite a lot that year, I would have thought. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I that's, yeah, that's everything really that I have just to sort of put you back into the year of 2013 before we talk about these albums. Right, uh, well, right we'll start. I'll throw the first one to Adam. Um, so what we normally do is uh, Adam sort of talks a little bit about the album and how he felt about it. And then I have notes that I will go through and then we will talk about them sort of afterwards. So I'll start with the first one on my list. Um, which is Kill Switch Engages Disarm the Descent. Um, did you listen? And what did you... I'm not going to say did you listen because I know he listened to all these albums. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to say did you listen because he listened to all these albums. So yeah. uh, Kill Switch Engage, Disarm the Descent. What yeah. did you think? Well, I, I, I want to start with a bit a quick spoiler. Uh, okay. There was a list of 10 albums that Simon sent me. I had only listened to one of them um, at that point. What, previous I, to this, to, to us doing this? Yeah. That's insane. I had only listened to one of these albums. Uh, that <laughs> was back the at hell? the time, back in 2013. Wow. Um, all the other albums, like I said, I didn't even know they existed. I wasn't paying attention to the mainstream hard rock and metal, metalcore. Wow. Uh, yeah, none at all. So, uh, yeah, um, I, uh, I've i said before, I am not the biggest Killswitch fan, but that's not to say that I'm not a fan I do like a lot of their singles. Uh, this one, it punches you in the gut straight out of the gate, doesn't it? That's one thing that... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that when albums do it, because you're expecting, like, with a lot of metal albums, they do a lot of, like, slow intros, and it builds up and then kicks in. But this one just goes, and go. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, okay, we've, we're off. We've started, have we? 
Um, but yeah, I, I could not get into this album. Um, I've given it two or three listens as well. Maybe, maybe one more, three or four. Um, I listened to it, listening to it today as well again. And I just, I just can't get into Kill Switch Engage that much as, as a, as a mm. band, as an album. Like, I like their singles, but yeah. I'm so, I'm surprised actually about you that. Said that I thought, weekend, yeah, yeah, I did. I said, I said, this would be one of the ones that I was like, I, because I remember before, I can't remember what album we listened to. We listened to one of the albums. I think it might have been the first one. Uh, the second one, sorry, Live or Just Breathing. And you said, yeah, do you know what? I like a lot of this. There's some really good stuff on here. And I was like, okay, so we got him in the door. <laughs> in the door. <laughs> we got him in the door, right? Let, let's let's take him further. And I thought this one would be quite good with that because it's the first one where Jesse returns on vocals. So I thought this would go hand in hand with that one because in some ways it's quite similar. So I just assumed that it's just going to put you into your next phase of getting closer to liking Killswitch Engage. But it didn't, obviously. No, there probably is an album out there that I would like if I listened to it a bit more. Um, yeah. It's just getting around to listening to more of their stuff. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I'm not not a fan, um, which sometimes it can sound like when I'm talking about it. Uh, but I I think I've said before, if I say I'm a fan of someone, it means I usually means I'm a fanatic. I love all of their stuff, or at least I've listened to all of their stuff, and I've been able to make a, a conscious choice of whether I like it or not. And even if I like a lot of their stuff, not all, I'm still class myself as a fan. But yeah, there are a lot of bands like Killswitch, like Bullet, like we, that we're going to talk about later, where I wouldn't class myself as a fan, but I still like them. Yeah, get you. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, did you have any other thoughts? Anything that stood out to you, or because you mean you listened to it three or four times? Yeah, but nothing stood out. Like, I think it was just—I don't know. Nothing knows. I—I I think I know. I knew one of the songs, one of the, the, the one of the singles. It's like track three or something. Yeah, in due that. time. That was yeah. the single. Yeah, yeah. I knew that one, but everything else, I just couldn't pick out a decent song or a song that I particularly liked more than any others. You can't. That's really surprising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? It's, cra- it's crazy because I, I mean, I'm, I probably consider this to be my, or I consider this to be the, I don't know, second or third best Killswitch album. Maybe it's definitely in the top three without a doubt. Yeah. Um, should I go through my notes and we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that? Yeah. Okay. So I got uh, the first song is the first song is Hell in Me, and like you said, uh, it's an absolute blast to begin the album with because it just feels like it comes out of absolutely nowhere it's just like you know we've waited so long for this singer to come back to the band and it's like oh and he's here like yeah. you know, don't, don't give him an intro just just go straight into it which is fine um but it really does feel like in this album that he never left i know we had the whole howard phase which was great howard is an amazing singer and songwriter they were fantastic but this literally felt like you know we just had a, a live or just breathing and then all of a sudden this album came out even though it's like 11 years later um so it really does feel like he didn't left um i mean his vocals top notch from top to bottom this entire album his cleans are even better than they were even 11 years ago uh beyond the flames killer chorus in due time obviously being the single from the album classic style kill switch song with like you know screaming bits catchy chorus deep lyrics it's a great song um um all we have very reminiscent of something from Alive or Just Breathing with that kind of weird reminiscent tone to it. Uh, no End in Sight is like so melodic, uh, just epic, really fantastic guitar work. Always might be the most emotional song that they've ever written. Um, literally, Jesse's vocals are flawless on that track and the lyrics are 
really epic and sort of like you know full of heartache which is what Killswitch is trying to go for um and yeah like I I can't take the time to mention every track but I literally think this album is sublime and definitely one of their best albums and one of the best metalcore albums definitely even though it's a more modern one uh, it's obviously just yeah. before you know 2015 16 when real modern metalcore started this is kind of the last gasp ending of the old style of playing metalcore and it's awesome i love yeah. this album literally <laughs> i loved it then i loved it i love it just as much now as i did when it first came out so um yeah for me this album's absolutely killer Awesome. Which is yeah. why I'm really surprised that, you, yeah, that, you, yeah. that nothing stood out to you because I was like, this album's so good, dude. Like, so good. I thought he was going to love it. Okay. This way, this is why this conversation is great because you always surprise me with stuff. Like, some albums <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I really liked that. And I'll be like, really? And then other times I'll be like, he's going to love this album. And you're like, no, <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I want to pick. So the next one I, I, I want to talk about is um, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, Ooh, I actually have list. Is okay. it Hell to the King? Hail to the King, yeah. Hail to the King, yeah. Um, okay. This is a similar one to Killswitch for me. So, again, I've never been the biggest fan of Avenged Sevenfold. I've liked pretty much all of their singles that I've listened to. I've never wanted to put an album on, um, although I'm probably sure, I, I, I'm pretty sure I would have heard Backcountry a lot. Is it Backcountry yes. with, with all the, the, the singles when they first came out? I've probably heard that from other people playing it a lot. Well, City of Evil was the album, but yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that yeah. one. But yeah, that, that you would have heard that song and a lot off of that album. It was huge. And yeah. the only the only, al- the only song before that had done really big was Unholy Confessions, which was their first like big track. But yeah, that album was, it was all over Kerrang and Scuzz constantly. Yeah. You definitely would have heard loads of stuff off that. Yeah. And, and there was a few I knew from this album, but um, my first few listens... I, I didn't go much on it. I listened to it on the way back from Bournemouth, and, and I was thinking, not a lot in this. It's obviously the fantastic musicians. It's really good songs, but I'm not that interested in it. Okay. Um, I was just, a, I, I want to say, I want to say bored, but I don't mean bored. Um, but I listened to it again last night, and it did a bit more for me. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe if I listen to the Killswitch album a few more times, maybe it will, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Like, some albums are my... growers. They do yeah. take a time, a little bit of time to sit in your like subconscious and you go, hmm, there was something that time that I kind of liked. Yeah. And then you'll pick stuff out from other songs. So <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I, this album's uh, quite like that, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think did I listen to all of it last night. Maybe not. I didn't get through all of it last night when I was listening. But um, yeah, I, I definitely listened to the first four or five songs again. And, and I was like feeling something then. I was like, actually... That's a good song, not just a song. That I quite like that song. Yeah. Um yeah. now. But yeah, that took me a few listens to get to get into. So it's yeah. very um it's very unlike it's very not Avenged Sevenfold. It has Avenged Sevenfold parts in it, but when I get to my notes, it's very you know, everyone says it's the album that where they tried to sound like Metallica, which is true. Um, yeah. you know, like nineties Metallica. Um so it doesn't yeah, it's not an Avenged Seven it is an Avenged Sevenfold album, but if someone said, Do you wanna know what Avenged Sevenfold sound like? this would not be the album that they would put on necessarily, even though I think it's really good. Um, Yeah, so I can see why you would have been like, hmm, weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there is definitely one that sounds like Sad But True, isn't there? Yeah, there's a few on here that sound like, yeah, something. Um, Something like 
kill the king or maim the king or something like that. It was three single syllable words. I can't remember what it was, but it was like... Oh, hell to the king. No, three. Uh, this I means will... war? This means war, yeah. Mm. Um, you could definitely sing Sad But True to that song. Yeah, or... I've got that in yeah. my notes saying a very similar thing to that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, I go... overall, I, I did like it, I think. I, if I didn't listen to it again last night, it would have been the same as Kill Switch. would be like, nah, not for me. But yeah. yeah. Good. I'm going just to, I'll run through my notes then quickly. Yeah. Uh, cool. So I put it here. I remember at the time, everybody saying they were just trying to be Metallica. Um, mm. Although that's true on this album, you know, the album takes massive inspiration from the Black Album from Metallica. But that is one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. So I don't know how at the time I wasn't that into this album. Because looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I not listen to this more at the time? Because it's good. Um, so I put, it starts with Shepherd of Fire. Um, great track. Literally sounds like a mix of Sad But True and Enter Sandman. Literally wedged together with all the like spoken right. parts. And, you know, the really heavy sort of drum sound with that really boomy kick sounds exactly like the sort of tone that a Metallica had on the Black Album. Um, yeah, Hail to the King is one of my favorite Avenged Sevenfold tracks so good it's an anthem it literally the beginning bit sounds like beginning of an acdc song um it's i just love it it's it's great um what else we got here makes me do yeah metallic it's it so it's it sounds like an acdc beginning rest of the track sounds like metallica but then avenge sevenfold sprinkled sort of in and out all over it with like the solos and stuff <laughs> um this means war it's a killer riff again inspired by like the tracks of of um of wolf and man um again from the black album uh crimson day is a good slow track um m shadow's vocals are really really good on that track he's got some pipes on him um heretic again another good track that's more of a classic avenge it's the only track on this album i think that sounds like classic avenge sevenfold like if you went back to nightmare or something you could put it on that and you probably wouldn't notice um the closer of the album acid rain Kind of feels like me to an homage to Guns N' Roses. Like it sounds very similar to November Rain with the sort of piano and him singing over it. And it's quite rocky, more than metally. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, it, it's it's a good album that I should have listened to at the time because listening back mm. to it now, I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to pick some tracks of this and stick them on one of my playlists because there are some standouts on the album. It's not my favorite Avenged Sevenfold album, but it still has its moments where it's really, really good. So yeah, overall, I yeah. really enjoyed it listening back to it. But yeah, should have listened to it at the time. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what is your uh, <laughs> favourite Avenged Sevenfold album? I think my favourite is the Avenged Sevenfold, Avenged Sevenfold, the white cover. 2007? Yeah, I think that's my favourite. Yeah. Oh, I love that album. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't think they've made a bad album necessarily. There are some yeah. I like more than others. Um, and the weird thing is, is that at the time, I wasn't much of an Avenged fan. But as time's gone on and I've listened more, I'm more, way more of an Avenged Sevenfold fan now than I was 10 years ago. In the last yeah. 10 years, I've really warmed to them and really started listening to the albums and going, do you know what? This is really good. I can see why people <laughs> love this band. Like people are obsessed with this band. And I yeah. get it. I'm, I'm on board now. But 10 years ago, I was half on board. <laughs> Where now <laughs> I'm, I'm fully on board. So yeah. if the rumours turn out to be true and they do headline download, there will be no one happier than me. Mm. Yeah, I think Seegers will give you a good run for your money. Um, <laughs> <to> be... <laughs> but I will be 
I will be very, very happy if they yeah. do get you know added to download in any way. I will be a happy man. Yeah, and do you know what? I think I will be. I I think if if they are, I mean, I'll probably give them like try and listen to listen to them a bit more anyway. But if they are headlining, I'll definitely try and listen to some more of their albums and yeah. uh, try and get into them a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Kelly has said the stage. She thought the stage sounded a lot like Iron Maiden, or they're trying to be like Iron yeah. Maiden. Yeah, they take a lot. Of, like, I think that a lot of their they use a lot of um, harmonized guitar riffs, and that's very Maiden. Okay. And they do that a lot, uh, you know, a lot of, on the earlier stuff. And I always think it's just Maiden riffs sped up. If you slowed it down, it would be an Iron Maiden riff. Yeah. Because it's because <laughs> it's twice the speed, it sounds like an Avenged Sevenfold riff. Yeah. So, yeah, you could take it and just put it like, you know, twice the speed slower and it would just sound like a Maiden riff. Easy. No problem. Take like 10 BPM off of it. <laughs> You'd have a Maiden <laughs> riff. No problem. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. Um, I picked that one. Do you want to choose the next one? I will pick one. I will pick for your ass. I will pick Devil Driver Winter Kills. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like this album. I do not like this album. Really? Yeah, really. We just so happened to have picked three albums that Adam didn't like that much. <laughs> well, I actually have more to say on this. I, I went back and listened to their first album today. We should have mm-hmm. spoken about that album in two thousand two thousand three episode. That was an incredible album. Oh yeah, um, wasn't it two thousand and two? Uh, it says two thousand three on Spotify. I could be wrong. I thought it was two thousand two. Um, we will we will check consult. It says released twentieth of October two thousand three on Spotify. That was two thousand three. I'm not going to look on like anything else. Could be could be wrong. Spotify could be wrong. We don't know. Yeah, it probably is 2003. It's probably right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I tr- again, I tried to listen to this album a few times and I couldn't work out why I didn't like it to start with because I did really like Devil Driver. Uh, um, and I just think I just think there's too much going on. I think his voice has changed from the first couple of albums. The first couple of albums okay. they did, he sounded a lot like what he did in Cold Chamber. Um, yeah. A little bit different, but... By this album, he had none of that um, sound in it in his voice, and there was just too many, too many things going on in the background with the instruments. Like any any time he's singing, there's so much going on. Whereas the earlier albums, um, it might might just have like just a guitar with him with him singing some bits. And I think that's why I didn't like this album because I really I tried. I was like, why don't I like this album? I I need to listen to it loads and work <laughs> out. Either why I don't like it or listen to it enough to like it. Yeah, I was so literally I... wearing the T-shirt of this album, wasn't I, when we went to see In Search of Sun? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, look, I'm wearing a Winter Kills T-shirt. Um, okay, yeah, well, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, you got to think about it. From the first album, they were six albums in at this point, so yeah. they had evolved as a band a lot in that yeah. time. Um, <clears throat> I think you know the first six Devil Driver albums are all absolutely amazing literally this is this one's different in some ways it's not as melodic as the other albums were both lyrically and instrumentally it's very just full everyone's just gonna go and we're all gonna go together and that's probably (coughs) why you said there's a lot going on because everyone's just constantly go 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 there are little breaks in the album but not many it is just like let's go full into this um so my notes I've put, yeah, their sixth studio album, 
uh, starts with a bang, Oath of the Abyss. Um, again, I've just put on there, that song just doesn't, doesn't stop for a second. The drummer is just constantly going <laughs> the entire song. It's just like, wow. Reminds me a lot of the, like, the Killswitch track. Even though it has like a slower intro, it's just like, everyone, go. And I don't want you to stop for four <laughs> minutes, okay? No one stop for four minutes. And that's pretty much what they do. Um, uh, the track Ruthless is exactly what it says. Des is just angry as ever on that track. I think his vocals are phenomenal. Uh, Desperate Times is one of my favourite tracks from the album it's one of the most melodic ones on there even though i said there's not many parts on it um but you know it's the chorus is quite melodic but it's brutal for the rest of it um the appetite another banger um other great tracks um caring's overkill is fantastic um haunting refrain is amazing um and the album ends with sale um which is their most listened to track on spotify weirdly it's got 34 million listens huh. um but it's a cover um of a band called um awol nation oh so yeah, i didn't, didn't know that was... original track yeah but it yeah. is a cover so i didn't know the song but i i've always liked the song i knew it was a cover but i've never listened to the original track so i don't know what it's like yeah. um but yeah but this album is the last of the original devil driver albums as after this des would be the only member original member after this point um so after this the original members left the band and then they went on to do, you know, other stuff and he carried on with Devil Driver. But I think oh, it's okay. a really solid metal album. Really good. It's not my favourite Devil Driver album, but I do really like it still. You know, it's not yeah. a Last Kind Words or first album. Um, I, You know, it's not up there with those necessarily. It would be, if I was to do the first six, it would be six, but it's still decent. <laughs> like, I still think if you're a fan <laughs> of metal and Devil Driver and you haven't heard this album... I think it might be worth going back and giving it a listen because there are, like the tracks I've said, some good standout moments on it still, um, even though it's not the best Devil Driver album. But yeah, still really enjoyed to re-listen to it. Like yeah. it a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to uh, probably listen to more of their stuff again. Um, like I said, I just absolutely fell in love with them. When I, when I first heard Grin Fucked, uh, The Mountain is probably my favourite song. That's so oh, that's good. a great song. Um, great. Clouds Over California. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, uh, but I think I think I said to you at the weekend, didn't I? I was in uni when I first got into them, and that was two thousand and nine. And I literally I would go on Spotify, play all of their stuff on random, so I'd hear anything, everything, uh, but but not in the right order. And yeah. then I think it must have been when Pray for Villains came out. I think that came out when I was in uni, and I couldn't. Yeah, that get was two thousand nine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What. Uh, July 2009. No, maybe I knew that one. Maybe it was the one after that. Beast. Maybe it was when... Yeah, I think it was Beast. And I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Oh, okay. It's just a really good album. Could. Yeah. Maybe it was a slightly different sound to what I was used to. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't remember. It was a long time ago now. But, yeah, so <laughs> I I did really, really like Devil Driver up until a point, And then I just ignored everything else they did. And I probably haven't listened to them at least for at least 10 15 years now maybe not 15 well i think 15. in the last their last two albums have been two of their so dealing with demons part one and part two are absolutely incredible <laughs> they have said that before. really good i think yeah. i tried yeah. doesn't it dealing with demons part one um i will give it another go though i haven't i was probably not uh in the right frame of mind frame of mind yeah environment where i could actually concentrate on it yeah so yeah i i, I do want to like devil driver again now well thinking about <laughs> it like 
Yeah. I forgot how much I liked some of those earlier songs. Definitely. Cool. Um, it is my turn to pick now, isn't it? It is. Uh, go for Let's it. Have a look at these notes. Not, there's not a notes. It's in Messenger. <clears throat> um, mm, I think. Do me a favour. Pick one that you like. So we can say, stop sorry, stop sorry. with the albums that, that that only I like apparently. Uh well it's not gonna be ghost then. Um <laughs> fucking um let's go for the but See what I, I was saying about the... see what I was saying about the glass half full, glass half empty. <laughs> see? See the dynamic? It's happening before our eyes. Yeah. Um I didn't like many of these. That's that's a problem. Um well no, I say didn't like I didn't dislike any of them really. Um, but they weren't for me, if that's, if I should say that, they weren't to my taste really anymore, apart from, all right, let's, well, let's go, I said, I said we we're going to talk about them, let's go for Bullet My Valentine, Temper Temper, and I fucking love this album, literally, as the first time I put it on, first time listening to it, it, I got probably four or five songs in, and I was, I thought to myself, every song has been amazing so far, it didn't have to sink in, like, I could, it just, sat in my mind and it was just like I, I could follow it yeah as if I could follow it without hearing it you know I mean get, you, yeah. you know when you get familiar so, with a song you know exactly what riffs coming coming up next it's weird out of all these albums I, I thought you would like this album but I didn't think that you would love this album yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that the ones we've already spoken about you know being Devil Driver or Kill Switch or whatever I thought you would like those albums over this album but yeah. of course as it turns out <laughs> you loved this one <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's a really good album. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it other than that. Um, but I have listened to it several times, enjoyed it several times, and I will probably carry on enjoying it and probably try and listen to more, some more of this stuff as well. This is another band. I never listened to a single album apart from... I probably listened to The Poison when everyone else was listening to it. So I heard, heard it second or third hand, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it yeah. on myself. But <clears throat> every single single... Every single single. <laughs> every single idiot. single. Every, Every single, single single I've heard, I've really liked. Yeah. Oh, like, I consider Bullet to be one of the most underrated metal acts just ever. They're just phenomenal. And they're so unappreciated. I have no idea why. But they are a fantastic band, both live and on record. Like, so underrated. They should be just giant. I know they're big on Spotify, but, you know, they should be absolutely massive. But... For some reason, they're not. But it's not bad for a bunch of random metalers from Wales to do this well yeah. with the band. So fair play to them. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really glad you enjoyed it. Me too. Do you have any more notes or shall I go through mine? No, that was all I have to say. It's incredible. Okay, go through mine. So yeah, <clears throat> so Blit for Mantine, Temper Temper. Um, the last album with the original lineup. Um, so yeah. after this, uh, bass player left, Jason. And then just before they've done the new al- the album after this, um the drummer left as well so that was the last time that this was the you know original lineup of bullet uh but i've got here bullet going in a different direction to the last album uh before this one uh moving in a more melodic metal slash rocky direction uh cutting back on the metal core style um the album goes starts though with you know big screams no messing around like breaking point is such a banger of an opener like doesn't mess around for a second great riffs the guitar solo in that song is I watched Padge play it on YouTube. He was trying to teach people to play it. Yeah. And even when he was slowing it down, it was like this guitar solo is 
absolutely <laughs> insane. Like it is mental. He's a really great guitar player. Um, both of them are as well. Matt's a great guitar player, but Padge is just oh, just killer. Um, Truth Hurts is a great track. Again, good chorus, lot of velocity. Uh, Temper Temper, I think, is one of the weakest bullet singles. Um, I don't know what they were trying to go for, but it doesn't convey what I think they were going for. After listening to deluxe versions of this album, and they added on tracks that they were supposed to add on at the time, I think they had better tracks that they could have replaced Temper Temper with. Okay. Uh, and I know at the time when that came out, a lot of people did not like that single because it was just very far removed from what they were doing before. I could see what they were trying to do, but I don't think it landed with that song. Um, Dead to the World, by far the best slow song on the album. It's a great song, great solo, great tone. His vocals are wicked. Um, Riot, similar to Temper Temper, not the strongest bullet song, but it's way more catchy and rhythmically better than Temper Temper is. And I liked it a lot more as a single, and I still like it a lot more. Um, Tears Don't Fall Part 2, good addition. Interesting messing with the same riffs and chords they used in Tears Don't Fall, but then doing a Part 2 version of that where it is slightly different and rearranged, obviously, from the track that they originally done on The Poison. So that is really interesting. Um Living Life on the Edge of a Knife, which I didn't know was co-written with Chris Jericho of Fozzy. I never knew that. Um, but that's a really good song. That was always one of my favourite songs on the album. Um, and that ends the original version of the album, but obviously now they've added two more tracks that are part of the deluxe version of it. But originally it ended on Living Life on the Edge of a Knife. Um, it's a good track. Um, yeah, this album has its moments. I think it was a bit of a misstep and considered to be the worst bullet album by <laughs> most hardcore fans although for me it's not a bad album in the grand scheme of things it's still a great rock metal album but for me it's my least favorite bullet album although take that into context where i think every bullet album is good yeah but this is my least favorite bullet my valentine album but still has really good tracks and some really good moments on it but they were trying to do something and then they they obviously rectified it and went right back to sort of what they do on Venom, which was the one after this. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad you enjoyed it because it's got some absolute bangers on it. Yeah, definitely going to listen to some more. I'm probably I'm going to listen to more of all of these bands because I, I, when, when you first sent me this list, my reaction was there were some massive bands on this list. Yeah. And... I'd not heard of any of them. No, well, not heard of any of the albums. I've not listened to any of them, really. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I do have some catching up to do. Uh, yeah, at least it's uh, it's wet your palate for some of these bands, which is good. So yeah. even if we've started on this place where you're like, yeah, but I can see why I would like them. And then maybe you'll find something else in their catalogue where you'll be like, oh, God, this is great. So yeah. it's a good place to start. At least you've been introduced to some of these bands, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you want to pick the next one uh did you pick that one okay uh let's go i think i did to <clears throat> let's go to another one that i probably know you'll like which is corn the paradigm shift okay adam i know you're a corn fan yeah. uh do you like this album what do you think of it i really like this album so this was the only one on the list of 10 that i listened to at the time i listened to this in 2013 um and uh, it was, yeah, it, interestingly, I had like a, a Facebook memory come up the other day 
it sounds sad and cringy. I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. It is quite cringy, but this is what this is what I said about it ten years ago. It was like, um, corn. I have no, yeah, corn. I have largely ignored everything you've done for the last ten years. Um, but the new album in the first two tracks, you have won me back. <laughs> um, okay, it's so not yeah, cringy. We, That's fine. <laughs> it feels it. If I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what my Facebook status was ten years ago. That in itself is cringy, a little <laughs> bit, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously last episode we talked about take a look in the mirror and Untouchables, yes. um, and I really liked both of them. And then we went into a weird dubstep stage, didn't they? Well, there was a few albums between that, but yeah. Well, I thought they were like dubstep for 10 years. Maybe there's more albums in those 10 years that I would like. Um, I just, there definitely I just, is. I just ignored them. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think I heard this one, this album, and yeah, it just blew me away straight away. I, I really like this album. I assumed they were dubstep for 10 years and other weird They only done stuff. one, and it, it was like a half dubstep album. And it Did they? That was the catalyst for this album. There is a lot of that on this and them now. That was the start of modern era corn. There's a lot of this that was taken from Path of Totality, 100%. Yeah. I have that in my notes. <laughs> well, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, Twisted Transistor oh, sounded different. Coming Undone. See You on the Other Side is one of my favorite corn albums. It's it, great. Coming Undone, they just sounded it. It just felt like it changed the sound a lot for those. Uh, that's the only two songs I've heard. Hmm. Um,. I haven't. I never even heard of Untitled until. Untitled's couple, good. It's not my favourite. It's near the bottom of mine. And then the Corn Three after that is probably my least favourite Corn album. Okay. Um, but I like um, Path of Totality. I think it's great. Were those four? Hang on. One, two, three, four. Were they not just four pure dubstep, zero Corn? That's what. That's what it's been in my head this whole time. Thinking, right, no, the corn that I know is fading away and the dubstep corn is coming in. Um, so, no, they they, okay. they only done that one uh, Path Totality album, which had all of the features of people on it, yeah. Okay, well, I need to, I have some corn uh, revision to do as if, well. If, if, if after uh, Take a Look at the Mirror, you were going, I really don't like that dubstep corn, you should have started making dubstep because you would have started making it before anyone had even invented it, I think, at that point. Yeah. So... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was doing at this time. Why I didn't even know those corn albums existed. <laughs> um, but yes, I really like this album. Uh, let's, sorry, let's go back and have a look at the track listing. See if I can grab something from this. Uh, yeah, so I mean, looking at the track listings now, Pray For Me and Love and Meth were, yeah, the two that, the first two, which absolutely blew me away. But the whole album in general, I think two of the songs that I really, really liked when I was listening listening to it, and I sort of would look forward to it every time, I guess. Um, Mass Hysteria was one, that's such a good song. Mm. And Punishment Time, I think I really like both of them. But I think the whole album is good. The whole album is really good. It is, yeah. It's definitely one of my favourites. Awesome. Do you have... I'm going to ask you, same as the, yeah, the, other, the other time I asked, do you have a co- favourite Corn album? Have I asked you this before? Oh, that's too hard. Is that's it? too okay. hard. That's too hard. Yeah, I'd have to... You know what I'm like. I'd have to look at all of them. I'd have to get them all in. I'd, uh, that would take me ages. But I, I, there's a lot of Corn albums that I genuinely love. Um, this is one of them. It's really good. So okay. they're, they're their first step in them. What I call the modern day Corn. Um, 
this is sort of still how they sound now. They change it slightly, but this is the first new phase modern era corn album and it's so good it's such yeah. a good start um i think every album after this has been phenomenal like, literally phenomenal every single album since this album has been flawless like really modern corn is so good and they just get better and better live and their albums just seem to be always really good they're just one of the most consistently good bands in the genre i think um but anyway i'll go for my notes shall i yeah 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 so i put um <clears throat> Yeah, the first album that Head returned on. So he left the band oh. uh, after 2003's Take a Look at the Mirror um, and then came back for this album. So that was a very nice surprise. And um, it did sound like they'd missed him a lot because they'd done good stuff without him. Um, but you, God, you could tell he's back on this album. Such a great guitar player. Um, so I put here, yeah, combining a lot of elements from the Path of Totality album, uh, keeping a lot of the synth and ele- electronic elements from that, and putting them into this album, and a lot of that now follows through in modern day corn. Um, but a lot of it came over from that, which is wicked. Um, Pray for me obviously kicks off the album, banger of an opening track. That chorus is so good. Um, Love and meth, great corn single again, killer chorus. Uh, Spike in my veins starts off quite weirdly subtle, like a sort of normal esque corn song, and then the chorus has that mad synth bit with a. And then it, obviously with his vocals over it, it sounds really different. You know, you could tell it was Korn trying to do something else, but it really worked. Um, Paranoid and Aroused is the epitome of modern day Korn. Catchy vocals, great rhythm section, classic Korn guitars, electronic elements. It's just all firing on all cylinders. It's just like, let's put everything in because it sounds great. Um, Mass Hysteria, amazing. Victimized, such a good track. Um it's all wrong. Um, you know, they, they try something a little slower and more prog-esque in Never Never, which is was a great single. I thought it was really, really different at the time, um, but I loved it. Um, but yeah, I love this album. Still love it now. It's a solid Korn album. One of my favourites. If you haven't heard this album, I would highly recommend you going to listen to it, especially if you haven't been a fan of Korn, because this might kick that off for you. It's a good place to start, I think. Yeah. No, nicely said um yeah yeah love it listen to more corn and i will too mm-hmm. there's mm. a deal me yeah. me and the listeners your homework everyone for this <laughs> after this class is to go and listen to more corn okay everyone should listen to more corn that's the takeaway <laughs> i do you know i would be interested um to hear if so to I, it seems like you had probably heard every single one of these albums that we've talked about uh apart from maybe some at the end of this episode uh but obviously i i am very lacking there's some reasons for that um i was i in my own little world i think <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah I, i'd be interesting to hear and i'd be interested to hear if if most people have heard all of these albums or at least 90 percent let us know roughly yeah, in my, how many. yeah yeah let us know how many because in my eyes this was a huge year like yeah you know, the, uh, you know the 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 Avenged Sevenfold one I didn't really listen to, but all of the ones that I put on the list, I listened to all of these albums at the time, and I was yeah. like, my God, there are so many good albums that have came out over this year, and I knew that then, but looking back on it, I'm like, Jesus, yeah. this was a fantastic <laughs> year, man. I really enjoyed myself with music this year. There was so much going on, and like they said, big bands releasing albums, which is great. It doesn't happen often when they all co- coincide into one year 
where you're like, oh my no, God, yeah. Corn released an album. Oh my God, Devil Driver. Oh my God, Chimera. Oh no, there's a new <laughs> AFI album out. Oh my God, Bring Me The Horizon have released something that I actually like. Oh my God, what's happening? Like my mind was ready to explode in 2013, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, all three of these episodes as well. Uh, you've probably listened to every single one of these albums before doing it. And I think we've tried to pick the most sort of iconic bands, most like, maybe not the most iconic albums, Although probably, uh, but yeah, the, the biggest bands around at those times. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm interested. Let, let us know roughly how many of these albums you've listened to in the Discord. Yeah, definitely. I, it's probably more than me. Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, not I, anymore. No, true. Well, you've listened how, to all of them. <laughs> how many of these albums you would have listened to at the time? Sorry, time, what I'm yeah, yeah. Trying to get at. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, obviously let us know if you're going back or going and listening to these albums for the first time because we're talking about them because that's cool yeah wicked yeah hopefully we can these conversations can turn you guys on to some of these albums so you can get into some of these bands and get as excited as we are about some of these albums definitely yeah um well i'm gonna pick another one then and i'm gonna go okay. for um chimera <laughs> chimera but, but for um, no particular interesting reason. chimera news did you see the news about chimera today are they um coming back again they they're playing a festival next year yeah. and they've updated all of their stuff as well and everyone's just like because this was their last album was 2013 it? yeah and everyone now is clamoring at the walls well, you saying, said please say this is a new album yeah you said like last episode two weeks ago they do this yeah. every now and then so hopefully yeah, we'll get yeah, I know. <laughs> they... that was kind of weird wasn't it and then because then i then i saw them update to like a new because they got that chimera sign of all the arrows and it's like a black one with in yellow and ah. i was like oh my god oh my god chimera have updated their thing and then it's like chimera are playing a, a you know an american festival next year and i was like oh my god i can't believe this we were just talking about chimera <laughs> this is so weird like they're one of my favorite metal bands like oh my god i really hope that they play live if they play download i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm not sure i'm not sure what i'm gonna do i'll do something i'll freak out in some way i'll smash something Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I like Camera that much. I, <laughs> sorry. <coughs> I can't remember. What did you say about the last album that we uh, talked about? It wasn't that keen Impossibly on Impossibly a reason. Uh, no. No, it no, wasn't really a reason. I, I wanted to like it more. Uh, I didn't <laughs> like it more. Um, I, again, I, I've liked some of their singles, but they haven't put m that many out. I just, uh, I think, yeah, I just, uh, I don't, I'm not that keen on the overall sound that they've got. I don't like his voice that much. Okay. I think that's, that's fair. I think that's it. Do you want to read your notes? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Right, okay. I'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. I'll, I'll, I'll go through my notes. So Chimera, Crown of Phantoms. Um, yeah, the last album they made, which is crazy that they haven't made an album in 10 years. They have done a few tours in between that time, uh, but they haven't actually released anything. So it's been a long time. So like we just said now, really hoping that they talk about releasing some new music or even if you don't get that just let them tour over here and i will be happy uh so yeah the machine kicks off the album it feels like a mantra it's really it's quite slow and repetitive um but in a good way it is like a mantra where he's like repeating the same things over and over again and you're like oh yeah i'm getting into this i like what he's saying um no mercy the second track loads of good riffs loads of filth um i love the line no more goddamn hollywood vampires and the way he screams that it's so sick um, I despise the opening riff is pure filth. It's just them 
just coming up with a dirty guitar riff. Um, Plastic World is a good song. Sounds a lot like Devil Driver. If you were to take the vocals off of Plastic World and put Desi's vocals on, that could just go on a Devil Driver album and I don't really think anyone would notice. Um, the Transmigration, the instrumental track, is absolutely epic um, with all of the like weird synths and sounds and stuff. I love that bit. Um, Crown of Phantoms, of course, the, um, the obviously the album track, um, is another great track. Uh, the only clean vocal on the entire album is on Crown of Phantoms, which is weird because Chimera do cleans really well, but they were obviously just not in the mood to do clean vocals at all on this album. <laughs> it's not so they just the done one and they just went, there you go. There's your one. We're going to just do the rest. Pure, pure metal, <laughs> which is fine. Um, and uh, Wrapped in Violence sounds like it came from the first album, which is my favorite album. Uh, it's got weird riffs, weird timings and vocals. Most of their other albums have a more prog feel. Like they are standardly metal albums, but they have really proggy bits in them with weird timings and stuff. Um, but most of this album doesn't have that. It's a straight up metal album with some weird bits, but not as much as the others. Um, but that's not a bad thing because I think overall it's a very good metal album. Not my favorite Chimera album, but very listenable. Um, and I think if you like metal, obviously, or if you like Chimera, Chimera and you didn't get to the latter stages of Chimera, I think this one might be worth a listen, especially if you're a fan and you didn't listen to it. Um, and as they're back now, it's just a great excuse to go and listen to Chimera. So, yeah, but I really like this album. <laughs> I know I've said that about every single album that I've said so yeah. far, but I really like this album. So, um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's it. I don't think I did. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> not many albums left. Um do you want to pick? Who do you want to talk about, talk about next? Did I pick that one or did you pick that one? I did. You did. Uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Ghost. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Ghost 2013 in Fest Isamam. Go. Me? Okay. So, you know, I said I I had not heard any of these albums. I didn't even know Ghost were a band until... At some point after we started this podcast, so at some point in the last <laughs> two years, two and a bit years, hmm. I I recognized their existence. So I had no idea that they were around 10 years ago. They probably were around longer than that. The first album's 2010. First album so they've been around for 13 years, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I managed to avoid them until a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did not. I did not like listening to Ghost. No? no, I didn't. <coughs> didn't like any of it. No, I did not. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an asshole. I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's just, it's just eighties goth pop. pop. Uh, no, I just don't like. This album isn't that though. This is when they were going through. They were still in their dark phase at this. It was the next album where they really started to sound like ABBA with distortion. Okay, but yeah. this album still, I call it the the dark phase of Ghost. Yeah. There's nothing too nice okay. on this album, but yeah, and after this they got a bit nicer. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I just didn't like it. Um, I know that they're, they're, I, they're, I don't know what's, the, what's the word? They're in the runnings to headline download, and that's great. I'm all for that, but I just don't like them. <laughs> you know, I just don't like them. I'd, I'd probably watch them, but um, I'm really yeah. gutted that you didn't watch them. I mean, when they headlined that second stage this year, oh boy. Jeez, that's 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 a headline set. That is, they just add a few more songs and you play that on the main stage and wowzer, you've got a show. Yeah. So yeah, kind of gutted you didn't see that because I think you might have gone. Do you know what? 
even though I don't like their songs, I think they'd be really good to watch I, as a main stage act. I, no, I do think they were. I, I'm not against them in any way, shape or form. I just don't like listening to them. Well, no, I that sounds that sounds harsher than I mean than I mean for it to be. Um, I just yeah, I just don't. You're just not en- a fan. Don't enjoy yeah. their music, but um, listening to it live, I probably would enjoy it. Just yeah, things are different live, aren't they? You yeah. can get things from live that you can't get on thing in with the performance as well. It kind of draws you in a little bit more than just sticking a album on Spotify. So yeah, I get that. Okay, I'm on for my notes then yeah. quickly. Um, so more outlandish than the first album more of a move in the direction of modern ghost um they went away from being super dark but it is nicer than that um but obviously it took off in a different direction um so um per asperia ad inferi um great vocal parts a real 70s rock style with synth playing really really good reminds me of something that like rainbow would have done but just slightly darker um circular haze has that carnival-esque synth um, what a really great evil song from Ghost, which is good. Um, Goulet slash Zombie Queen is an amazing track. Loads of different parts, slow bits, dreamy, heavy. Probably one of their most proggy songs because it changes so much throughout it, um, but really shows off how much of a fantastic singer like Puppet is. His vocal range is amazing. Um, Year Zero, the anthem off the album, Obviously, with the epic riff um, and, uh, you know, Hostonios, Satomas has got really, really big and all that sort of stuff. So that's really great. Um, yeah, the track Monstrous Clock, again, a slow, evil mantra. And that ending where it's just repeating, come together, together as one. I remember watching them download 2013 and they were just standing there for ages on stage while that bit just repeated and repeated and repeated. And it was just so epic um with the epic you know piano and synths and then fading out uh yeah it's an incredible way to end a ghost album i i love this album i loved it at the time i love all ghost albums but um yeah i really really loved this album then and still like it now it's so dark so evil so just left field like people take it for granted now ghost but at the time when you listen to this it was so different from everything else that came out you were yeah. just like what on earth is this is so weird man like He's singing nicely, but they look like they should be a black metal band. And then they're singing about evil stuff. And then they've got weird 70 synths in there. And you're like, what the hell is going on? So it was very interesting at the time. I still think they're an interesting band. Um, but yeah, I love this album. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea how I didn't know they existed. It's like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to avoid them. Just Oh, you probably weren't even in the arena in 2013, were you? <laughs> probably <sad>. Probably not. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it was sort of around 2010 to 2013 ish, 20, maybe not 2014. Yeah, probably those few years I didn't do very much in at download at all. <laughs> at all. You should have had a me, man. If only we'd met 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's not quite over spilt milk. Shall we? I could have just been annoying you with albums that I liked back then. Instead, I'm doing it now. <laughs> doing it now. <laughs> That's right. The internet wasn't good enough to do this 10 years ago, so. <laughs> We got fed up with each other by this point, and we wouldn't have done it now. So yeah, everything true. worked out well, balanced. as it was supposed to. Is that balance yep. mean? No, that doesn't work. Anyway, uh, we only got a couple of albums left to talk about, haven't we? Uh, done, 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 done. Yeah, we got three more, I believe. Done, done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I picked that one, so yep. now it's your pick, sir. 
Well, oh, let, let's let's get AFI out of the way. Not out of the way, but I hang on, hang on. So hang on, hang on a minute. Okay, yeah, let's talk about AFI because I didn't like this album mm-hmm. either. We we talk we can, we can end on a high. <laughs> we can end on a high. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, we're not ending. It's not over. Um, because you the last on the last episode, if you guys haven't listened to it, Adam loved the AFI album that we listened to last time. Um, uh, what was what what one did we listen to? Sing the sorrow. Yeah. And Adam absolutely loved it. Yeah. He said, this album's great. I love love it. Brilliant. So I'm really surprised that you didn't like this one at all. Yeah, not really. No. Um, I listened to it a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, and I managed to listen to it again this morning. And, and I was just like, this is it's boring. It's completely different to what they had before. Although I must say, I, 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 I should have said this ages ago, but I want to say here, this is sort of, it's all my opinions out of the loop. So, for example, with the Killswitch album, people were waiting and like it was so exciting to have Jesse back. Whereas I'm just listening to it ten years down the line. You yeah, know, you're I, going I, in dry I, I in a lot of these albums. I haven't, got those, yeah. I haven't got that hype. I haven't got the um, <clears throat> the knowledge of what they've done previously. So maybe, for all I know, this is what AFI sound like generally. And Sing the Sorrow was the one that was completely different to every, everything else. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, um, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, in it's the very time. different. Yeah, yeah it's very different to sing the sorrow, but yeah, it's in a different sort of vein. They've gone away from that sort of more goth punk style that they had before, and they've they've slowed it down a little bit in places, and they've got a little bit darker with it as well. Yeah. So I can see how. I mean, these you know the albums are ten years apart. And they've done obviously albums in between then slowly got to this point. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you've gone, I've listened to one for 2003 and 2013 and it's completely different. Yeah. A lot like the corn one and other stuff. So yeah. yeah, you haven't experienced everything leading up to this yeah. where I've been eased into it and you've, someone's just shoved you in and gone, go on, listen to it. <laughs> so yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Cool. Yeah. 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 So I just want to get that Good. Okay. out there at some point in this episode because yeah, hype does things to people as well. Yeah, well, I feel like this album sort of came out of nowhere at the time. Okay. Like, you know, I knew they were making a new album, but I didn't expect it to be this good. Um, you know, um, obviously the opposite of what Adam <laughs> said. But but yeah, so AFI Burials. Um, yeah, a really great dark-themed album. Definitely one of their most moody. Um, uh, this Sinking Night into I Hope You Suffer is a great way to start that album. A proper one-two punch because I Hope You Suffer they're just so angry in it and they don't normally do angry style songs, but they're really saying to that person, I really hope you suffer, um, which is great. I think that's a fantastic album because um, both tracks are so different from this sinking night into I Hope You Suffer. Um, a Deep Slow Panic, a really great, almost positive track for the album considering the rest of it's so dark. Um, it's in a quite positive vein. Uh, 17 has a really pop punk feel. I feel... That song sounds exact. A lot of this actually sounds exactly like a band called the Menzingers. So the band called. If you took the dark elements of this away, kept the musical elements, and added in some Menzingers lyrics, you could just have a Menzingers album, pretty much. Okay. Um, that's what I thought because uh, Vicky's a massive Menzingers fan, and she's really got into AFI because I think it's an easy transition to go from Menzingers to AFI, yeah. which is quite interesting. Um, yeah, greater than eighty four is a big tune. Davy's vocals are just fantastic. I love that song. Um, the Face Beneath the Waves ends the album, and again, in a really dark, eerie way. 
um yeah this album's pure dark vibes it has it's a solid afi album they went in a slightly different direction i didn't like the album before this crash love it's my least favorite afi album they were trying to do this but i don't think they've done it as well okay but this one they went in on it they went right we're just gonna go really dark and make really loads of like cool moody songs and this one done really good the one before i don't like and i don't like the one after this either <laughs> weirdly and then their latest one bodies that came out in 2021 i think is one of their best albums so there are two afi albums that i'm not i, I pick a few songs but i'm not that keen on them in total i think out of those three trying to be this records i think burials is the best one uh, but i think with the newest one bodies they took it even a step further and it's even better um, but yeah this definitely makes my top five afi albums i think it's really good if you like sort of dark moody stuff um or if you like the menzingers imagine if the menzingers were goth <laughs> you'd like this album <laughs> pretty much um okay. so ben chidsvids if you listen to this i know how much of a huge menzingers fan you are i'm telling you right now put on some eye makeup and listen to this album you will like it because <laughs> it's really good yeah and uh, just uh, just so you don't have to rewind it it's afi burials burials 23rd well Everyone knows we're talking about 2013. So any of these albums yeah. or bands, if you go to 2013, that'll be the album we're talking about. Unless they've done a stupid thing on Spotify where they release an album <laughs> in a year that isn't the correct year, but it actually did come out in 2013. So we can't do anything about that, unfortunately. No. We've already talked about, <laughs> throughout all these three episodes, our annoyance when Spotify does that. Yeah. Oh, the album came out in, uh, in 1993. Oh, but it says it came out in 2017. Well, it didn't. It came out in <laughs> 1993. So... <laughs> get your facts right <laughs> sort it out sort it right. out come on spotify jesus cool yeah um so we've got two albums left cool we should probably do your trivium. Pick, buddy trivium first didn't we you're right trivium vengeance falls yeah. well done for i've been terrible so i don't think i've said a single album name have i um so but, so well <laughs> okay. done for I've keeping up them, with so that um but yeah the, the the first couple of listens i had of this one it was similar to a lot of these other albums i was just like meh i'm not that interested um and then i listened to it again last night and it sort of clicked again it's it sort of i well it grew on me a little bit i guess and and i i was a little bit more familiar with some of the songs and 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 i was yeah i, I actually do really like this album now um awesome I'm not sure how far i got through it every time was this an hour long we talk about album lengths in a minute actually after after the next one but yeah, I, I do think I'll listen to this one a little bit more. I do, I had a similar thing with Trivium. I liked Ascendancy. I didn't like The Crusade. Was The Crusade the next one? Yeah. Yeah, and then I never listened to another album after that. So, so this is this is a big jump for me again as well. Yeah, they've had loads of solid albums. They have. There's a few that I don't really like. The Crusade's okay. Don't like Shogun at all. Um, In Waves is ugh, unbelievable. Um and this one's really good. Yeah. Do you know what? I should listen. To, I I absolutely loved the song in Waves. Um, yeah, good album that is. Solid. But I've never. I don't think I've listened to the album. Have I? Maybe I haven't. I should listen to that album. Yeah, it's a good album. Really good. Yeah. If you like that song, you'll like the album. Uh, but yes, do you want to go through what you have written? I do indeed. Yes. Yeah. So I got here. Uh, so Trivium Vengeance Falls. Um, the album was produced by David Drayman of Disturbed, oh. um, weirdly, which is a bit of a left field thing to do. Um, but this overall, this album feels a lot more like their other albums. It has an overall feel and theme 
being produced by someone you know so big in the music world um because of the producer obviously um but yeah it does have a lot of disturbed influences in it uh and it is quite different to some other trivium stuff although it has sprinkles of standard trivium in it um, but you can definitely hear especially vocally the david drayman influence on this album uh just by the way that um matt delivers his vocals um but yeah, like I said, first song, Brave the Storm, you can definitely hear the disturbed influence in that. Uh, the same with Vengeance Falls, um, where you can really hear that influence come across the whole track. Um, Strife is probably one of their best singles for me. Uh, one of the best um, Trivium songs. I love that song. Um, has a feel from sort of the early albums, but done in a modern metal way. Um, really good lyrically as well. The lyrics to that song are amazing. Um, no Way to Heal is a killer track. Same goes for um, Incineration, The Broken World. Um, that song's got some absolutely amazing riffs. Overall, a really good Trivium album. It polarizes the hardcore fans because, because of that disturbed influence, it's not as full metal as some of the other albums. So it polarizes the fans. I think you've got half of the distur- uh, disturbed, half of the Trivium fans that like this album and half that don't, I would say. Um, but if you're a disturbed fan, you should definitely listen to this album because it is literally like another band doing Disturbed, obviously with Trivium parts around it. So I think if you're a fan of Disturbed and you've never listened to Trivium before, this might be a really good place to start because you will hear those influences straight away within the music. But I think it's, even within the Trivium catalogue, taking out that Disturbed element, I still think it's a really good album. And I really liked this album at the time. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Awesome. I you know I, mean, I can't pick out any songs in particular um, from listening to it, but yeah, I I did think it was a good album. I'm definitely listen to it some more. Yeah, really good. There's one more to talk about. I'm sure most of you will know what it is, and it was Sympaternal by Bring Me the Horizons. Yeah, must have got that name then. Um, <laughs> that's why I said the album. Oh, that's why the first time I've said the album <laughs> name. Um, <laughs> Yes, what an album this is. Uh, you might, long-time listeners might remember me saying probably like a year and a half ago, we were talking about mm. this album, and I was like, do you know what? Well, I egged you on to listen to it because I was banging on about how good this album was and how good Bring Me Were. Yeah. And they probably might have been announced for download at that point. And I said, you have to listen to this album. Yeah. And Adam listened to it and he was like, it was okay. Yeah, I don't think I liked it very much. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it was alright. Yeah, it was a go and work, and I was trying to. Oh yeah, the go and work. Who was wearing? Like she was new, like the first week or something, and she was wearing a sempaternal hoodie. So I went to talk to her, and then she was like, "Oh, do you like it?" And I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> and, and then I was trying. I was trying to get her to listen to a raunchy album to see if it sounded similar. Oh yeah, that was it. I said that a lot of it sounded like ra- raunchy. Well, there are elements of it that sounded like yeah. some of the raunchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what do you think like, of it now? I fucking love it. I need to get the. I need to get it up. <laughs> um, where are they? They're not even in here. I'll bring the horizon. There we go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've said I. I there was only one album I'd listened to before this. I, I have listened to this album a lot this year. I didn't listen to it in 2013. This year is the first time I listened to. Well, I, I listened to a lot of the songs individually, um, but I have listened to the album since on its own as well, and it's so good. I mean. Yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, I, I, yeah. I take my words back. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I can't say anymore. Okay. I like that. Amazing. I like that you've listened to it before and then you've listened to it again and you're like, Do you know what? I've done a complete 180 on this thing. Yeah. Because now it's brilliant. I like that. That's happened to me before. I listened to an album and I've gone, no. And I listened to no, it like a couple of years later and I'm like, <laughs> how, how, how did I not like this album? <laughs> this album's absolutely phenomenal. Like, what was I thinking? What state of mind was I in to not? That's happened happens to me all the time when I go back or miss stuff and I go back and I'm like, why don't I listen to this at the time? They listen back to it and I'm like, oh my God, this album's amazing. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm such an idiot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very good album. I mean, I don't know which songs they actually played live, but... I like... They played Shadow Moses, of House of Wolves and Can You Feel My Heart? Yeah. From memory. They definitely played those three. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else to say apart from a realized album. Okay. Well, I got some big notes. Oh. I got some big oh, notes right. on this one, so prepare cool. yourself. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Here we go. So, Bring Me the Horizon, Simple Eternal, <laughs> 2013. So, the addition of Jordan Fish to the band on synths, percussion, and samples really pointed their sound in a new direction. So, the album before this, there are it is similarities to it, um, but this album is just everything turned up to 11 from what they were trying to do there. Plus the addition of Jordan Fish to the band really elevated everything about this album. So the album kicks off with Can You Feel My Heart? It's got a Linkin Park sort of style intro with the weird sort of synth parts. You could just imagine Chester coming in after that. Um, and it's got like heavily reverb guitars, a lot like they were doing on the previous album. Um, House of Wolves combines screaming, great riffs, Really great chorus and awesome breakdown at the end. When he says, when you die, the only kingdom you'll see is two foot wide and six foot deep. And then it kicks in. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> you're like, I literally want to kill everyone surrounding me when he <laughs> says that. And when they played that at download, I was just like, oh my God, that bit just sounds absolutely brutal live. Um, Sleepwalking showed just how far Ollie had come with his vocals. Like he'd started doing some really good sort of clean stuff on the album before, but he just went, you know, his the quality of his clean vocals and his sort of half singing, half screaming vocals just really elevated on this album. They're so good. Um Go to Hell for Heaven's Sake as a chorus, you just want to scream at the top of your lungs. Just that repeated riff is just so, so good. Um Shadow Moses, just that great build-up with gang vocals. And then when that kicks in, that filthy, filthy riff, it is just just, just amazing. And obviously, the chorus is great. And when he screams, this is Sempraternal, we all want to scream, this is Sempraternal with Ollie and go fucking mental. Like, it's just so good lyrically, this album. Um, and I th- and the, the good, weird thing about on this album is there's a song called Antivist, right? Lyrically, it sounds like something Marilyn Manson would have done. It sounds like something off of Antichrist Superstar, where Manson was kind of like, you know, fuck everyone, put your middle fingers in the air. And when he says middle fingers in the air, if you don't give a fuck, it really reminds me of those first few Manson albums where he really just didn't care and was telling everyone to fuck off, which is great. Also, he screams the word cunt before the breakdown hmm. and any <laughs> song where someone is saying the word cunt is a five star already. So yeah, basically it's amazing. Um, Hospital for Souls ends the album in like a really weird dream state. There's like loads of synths and like reverbed guitars. 
Um, but when that song's over, you literally just go, I just want to listen to this album again because what I've just experienced is, you know, so phenomenal. I mean, this is when Bring Me The Horizon found that sweet spot that com- they tried to do it on the album before and it didn't work as well. But then we're combining, you know, really catchy, well-written songs with heavy elements, um, adding to their sounds to make it, you know, unique. This album is unique. It, it stands out above a lot of albums in the genre because it's so good. All of the songs are well-crafted, perfectly balanced, both musically and lyrically. Um, I mean, literally, you go from headbanging to this album to going to parts that are genuinely feel meaningful and you want to scream every single word with Ollie and just rock out with the band. For me, this is a 10 out of 10 album. It is every second of this album is flawless, in my opinion. I do think it is one of the greatest British metal albums of all time. Definitely. Yeah, nice. Do you know what you were saying then? I need to go and listen to the album before this. It's There is a Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It, etc. Yeah. Uh, because so, so I've said a few times the what uh, I haven't listened to the, their albums as such, but I've got this Bring Me the Horizon playlist where it's like 50% Bring Me the Horizon, 50% other bands, um, <clears throat> other random bands. And I've got it downloaded. Uh, but when I go into this album, there's not a single song downloaded from this album. So I'm not sure if I've heard any of the songs from it. Well, um, It Never Ends is brilliant. Uh, Alligator Blood's amazing. And Blessed With A Curse, which is like right at the end of the album, probably one of my favourite Bring Me The Horizon songs. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's the first, apart from Chelsea Smile, It's uh, Blessed With A Curse was the first Bring Me song that I absolutely loved. I was like, this is amazing. And then obviously a couple of years later, this came out and I was just like, (laughs) I heard Shadow Moses and I was like, that is unbelievable. Why do all of a sudden now, I absolutely love this band. And then I bought the album and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. I just bought a 10 out of 10 album. Fine, no worries, (laughs) no big deal. (laughs) Because it's so weird how you go from a band that, you're kind of like lukewarm to almost. You appreciate live and they were always good musicians. But from, to going from that to going to a band that now I genuinely love everything that they do is crazy. Yeah. And to think that that was 10 years ago now as well. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I do need to listen to more of their stuff quite clearly. I, I thought, I mean, that, that that playlist I've got is quite a big playlist. So I thought it had probably had most of their songs on it or a lot of them. But uh, no, a lot more more recent songs, I guess. So yeah, I should check out more of their stuff as well. But yeah, Subpaternal, I didn't like it, and now I really like it. Awesome. A lot. You're probably wondering what the hell I was doing around this time to not have heard any of these albums. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I was in in a world of my own. Um, I think this is around the time I got into Raunchy. um, And... uh, similar to what i said about devil driver earlier we spoke about soil work as well um when i yeah. when i would get into a band i would literally put their whole discography on on spotify because i could you could just like just get everything they've ever done and just randomize yeah. it um and so i did that with raunchy i did that with probably soil work around this time um and i really liked soil work although i've not listened to anything after i did that uh, exactly the same as I did with Devil Driver. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, there are a few other bands that I was into. I got into a band called Blow Sight at this time, uh, Deadlock, who are a German, really heavy band, uh, but with a female female singer. But yeah, I was in a world of my own. I was getting into a load of bands that were nowhere near mainstream. I was just like, like I said, off in a world of my own. I was on Spotify. I was going, you right, were off. right, yeah. I'm going to put these three bands in or something. Show me something that's similar. Um, and then I would just sort of, a bit like, actually, yeah, this is probably a good analogy. Have you ever uh, had an evening where you either do like a Wikipedia deep dive or or YouTube and you start off watching something relatively normal, and then, like, four hours later, you're sort of looking at really obscure things. Like, you've just sort of gone down a rabbit hole. Oh, dude. Rabbit hole. That's YouTube. Rabbit hole. I do that on YouTube all the time. Yeah. Oh, there'll be something I like, and then something will be recommended to me, and I'll watch that. And from that, I go, oh, I really like that. And then I'll, I'll be off. I'll be, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could watch YouTube for a day and start one place and end up somewhere that's God knows where. <laughs> yeah, I love doing that. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that's what I did with music over a certain period of time, I guess. Um, started listening to a bit more obscure stuff. Probably started with Sonic Syndicate. Uh, and then a lot of them left and formed The Young Guy Did. Um, and then that's when my sort of love of Swedish bands started. Um, and I, don't, don't get me wrong, I, I, I tried to listen to probably some of these albums, maybe. More sort of mainstream stuff, but I just wasn't in the mood for it. I don't know if you ever had that or if anybody yeah. else has ever had it where everyone goes through phases with music where you're into stuff and then you're out of stuff yeah and you miss stuff you know we're always missing stuff good stuff I'm sure in a few years I'll go back and over the last five years I've probably missed loads of good stuff that I'll end up liking but I've been listening to other stuff at the time you, you can't listen to everything no, no, no. it's impossible but do you ever yeah. get it where you've you've got to be in the right mood to listen to a new band or a new album no, no. <laughs> I, I, there might be other people listening but like i did not i was never in the mood to listen to a new album or a new band most of the time you know i try something new and go no nah, that's not that's not what i want to listen to i'll go back to what i've been listening to for the last three months <laughs> well we already and, know this about yeah. you when you were like yeah i've listened to that this one playlist for the last like 15 years or whatever yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, around this time as well that was sort of a little bit after this i got into a load of new weird obscure swedish and and like where weren't you from danish german bands and i just didn't i didn't care about anything that came out over here like, like I, said, I didn't even know about yeah. them let alone just ignore them so uh yeah that's what i was doing around this time um <laughs> hence uh, well you already know what i was doing listening to all these albums, to all these so. albums. <laughs> 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 but yeah i think oh i started i started playing hearthstone around this time as well i was very good at hearthstone oh nice um and Nice. Raunchy reminds me of Hearthstone. I would literally, I would get home from work around two o'clock, sit and play Hearthstone until about midnight, 2 a.m. And I would have Raunchy on nonstop for, <laughs> uh, for many months, like literally Raunchy. Uh, nice. Ran, I, on, on random. Um, and around this time, I did the same. I said it a long, long time ago. I don't know if you remember. No, you probably do remember because I reminded you. Um, I did the same with Shinedown. I went to see Shinedown live. And then that's all I listened to for six months. I could, I did not <laughs> listen to anything else apart from Shine Down for six months. Um, it's crazy. Oh God. It's weird to, it's, great. it's weird to think back to that time now because now, yeah, now I'm in the mood to listen to new stuff all the time. I, I don't get that anymore. 
it's just phase you were going through at the time. You you knew what you liked and that's what you wanted to stick yeah. to. Whereas now, obviously, doing this podcast, we listen to so much music now. It's um, you know, broadened your horizons where you think, Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna try this album <laughs> or stick on something new or oh that's come out, I'll listen to that, rather than going back to the stuff you're comfortable yeah. with. Which yeah. Where as me, I've always wanted to assimilate as much music <laughs> as I could. Yeah. So if there was something new no, I wanted to be a part of it or listen to it yeah. just to, you know, just to say that I've listened to it or, you know, mo- most of the time I'll, I'll really like it. It's very rare for me to listen to something and just go, I straight up don't like that. So I think with me, it's just I just want to assimilate as many bands and albums into my brain as I possibly yeah. can. Maybe a subconscious thing. Maybe it was a, well, if I only like bands that nobody else likes, I can say whatever I want and I d- it doesn't really matter they they won't know that I'm wrong, or they they won't know when I'm wrong when I say something wrong about them. Like, oh, they haven't played a video yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got a weird music imposter syndrome thing going yeah. on. Uh, but no, I, I I think it could have been that. It could have been not specifically that, but yeah, I, I needed to be different. I needed to be. Uh, we're all different because we listen to metal, but I need to be even more different. I need to be listening to the obscure Swedish bands that. Hardly anybody yeah. over here has heard of, but I mean it was good. It's still good music. But, yeah, great. I yeah. put well, I put um I done a video recommending like ten metal albums that I think are you should listen to on my YouTube, and one of them was Wasteland Discotheque by Raunchy nice. because it's a really great album <laughs> that I think more people should hear. So yeah, I'm with you. Awesome. Well, we should probably wrap it up there then, um, and call it a day for this episode. It's been good. I've I've really enjoyed going back. I've really enjoyed talking uh, talking with you about how much you don't like these albums. It's been great. <laughs> well, we're in our second year of doing I'm joking, this. I'm Maybe joking. next year I'll I'll like some of them. Maybe I would have evolved. Oh, I'm just trying to think. 1994, very good. 2004, very good. 2014, that's a tough one. I can't think of anything that comes to mind. I actually I can. Yeah. Do you know what? Next year's gonna be good as well. Cool. I mean, they're all yeah. going to be good, but I, I think next year, yeah, I think '94 and 2004 are really good yeah. from what I can think of in my head. But I also think that 2014 might have been quite good as well. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I do know. Cool. I, I looked at it for this year, but um, it's next year, 2014. Uh, Raunchy released their most recent album, Vices, Virtue, wow. Vices, Visions, Virtues, and mm. it was like only like. Three years after that, they were posting that they were back in the studio and they've done nothing since, the bastards. Oh, well, we'll we will definitely have that album on the yeah. list. Such a good album. 100%. All right, yeah, we should uh, wrap it up there, I think. This has been a great three episodes. I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, like we just said, it's going to be some awesome, awesome albums to talk about. I will try and start listening to some early, I think, maybe, so I got more time. Uh, I do struggle with time and struggle with having, just, well, just having the time to sit and concentrate on it as well. You know, I can oh, always yeah. listen at work, but, I mean, if people are being assholes on the road, then I'm not concentrating on the music. I'm concentrating on not crashing into them. But uh, That's fair enough, I think. It's not very often that happens, but, yeah, similar things happen, like, sometimes. But, um, yeah. That is it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Come and join us in our Discord. Our Discord is going really well at the moment. Really, really enjoying it. I'm, I know, I'm pretty sure we've said a few things about it this episode. Um, some great chats in there. So you can find the link in the episode description. 
wherever you find your podcast, it'll have a little blurb about it or whatever. You could probably click see more. You probably won't have the whole thing on there. And you'll find a link tree. And that'll have links to anything you might need in there. Our social medias. Uh, we have our Patreon in there. We have a £3 tier and a £5 tier. A £3 tier, you, we, with, if you join the £3 tier, we'll say a massive thank you to you at the end of the next episode. If you join the £5 tier, we'll say a massive thank you to you at the end of every episode. So, we, yeah, we want to say a huge thank you to our Patreons. James Harrison, Dan Jacobs-Cross, Dean Delicado, George Butler, Christopher Hambridge, Henry Richardson, Ben Sacconi, got it, and Scott Seeger. I think that's all of them. That is all of you. Thank you so, so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Every penny we get, we put back into the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Simon, do you want to talk a little bit more about your YouTube? I know you said a bit earlier. Uh, yeah, again, as usual, you know, going really well. I just finished all of my Halloween videos. Um, so if you want to relive the spooky season, I've done like four different videos for Halloween, which is pretty cool. And, uh, by the time you listen to this, um, my Bournemouth vlog should be out, which does feature Adam as well. So if you're obviously a fan of the podcast, go over and watch because we had a really, really fun weekend. So yeah. And, um, yeah, just got, you know, I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I've got loads of ideas and videos and stuff coming up as always a video a week so yeah come over and subscribe if you haven't i really want to reach 2k subscribers <laughs> and it's getting really close to the end of the year so i really want to push and get as many people to subscribe as possible so yeah come over and uh you know comment or watch or whatever you want to do awesome well um yeah that's it for this episode thank you all for listening we'll see you in two weeks it's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye.